Hello and welcome to the NC Podcast. My name is Natasha Collins and I am founder of NC Real Estate, which includes its members club for landlords and property investors to come and build a profitable property portfolio that completely aligns with their financial goals. I want to let you know about this amazing freebie that I have got that I will send to you. It's a property investment expansion success formula. It is awesome. It is all the steps that you need to take as a property investor to keep growing your property portfolio. If you want that, you have to head to ncrealestate.co.uk forward slash flowchart, type in your name and email address and I will send that straight through to you. Again, that's ncrealestate.co.uk forward slash flowchart. Then once you get it in your inbox, I want you to download it, print it out, hang it in a frame, stick it above your desk. And every time you don't know what to do next, you go, oh, I will go down this chart and I will have a look at what stage I am. I will answer the yes or no questions to give me clarity on what my next step is. You're welcome. It is awesome. You need it. So that is ncrealestate.co.uk forward slash flowchart to get your copy. Make sure you have it because you are going to need it to keep growing your property portfolio. Okay, this week we have a very interesting topic that again, if I was given a pound for every time I was asked about this, I think I could probably buy another property quite easily. Um, topic of the week, finding high loan to value mortgages. I am always asked about this. How, Natasha, do I find high loan to value mortgages? I've only got 5k in the bank and I would like to borrow, I don't know, 100,000, 150,000, I don't know, whatever it is that you want to borrow, you would like that high loan to value mortgage. Let me tell you, it's very standard to get a 75% loan to value. That is the standard. That's what most lenders are offering, some lenders are offering 80% loan to value. I've seen that occasionally, but most of the time you're going to get 75%. You will know that. That's not me giving you anything that is out of the ordinary. But let me give you some points to think about. Now, firstly, my own highest loan to value mortgage that I've ever had is an 80% loan to value. I've always had quite high deposits because I've saved and I've put money together and I've had chunks of money from here, there and everywhere that I've put together to put down high deposits. That was with Barclays, actually. They're very good at loaning 80%. And I've since paid down. And on that property, it's now a 75%. Actually, no, it's 60% loan to value. But I am going to remortgage and take a little bit of money out of that. So it's going to be a higher loan to value, but not quite at 75%, probably around 70%. And then the flat that Chris and I had in London was on a 90% loan to value. And that worked out fine because the pair of us had a, a salary. We were both living in there. And again, we were paying down that in quite big chunks. So those are the biggest loan to values that I've had. Now, I've also said to you before, and I'm sure I've shared this on the podcast, that the only place that I've found 100% lending for landlords and property investors over the last two years is from Oldermore Bank. And they offer 
a system whereby if you've got enough equity in the rest of your property portfolio for them to take a second charge on it as a deposit for a property, they will lend you the other 70% on a first charge mortgage. And so therefore you've collected 100% of the loan. Really rare, massive interest costs, probably around 7%. I think it was slightly higher than that, actually. So there are banks that might uh, give this to you. I would not recommend it. High loan to value is very, very risky. But let's have a realistic think about how you are actually going to be able to get yourselves the best possible product. Firstly, it's you will get as much money and as much lending as the stress test allows. So if you didn't know about the mortgage stress test, lenders are stress testing borrowers based upon their rental income. And the stress test is that you need to be making sure that your rental income is 145% of the mortgage interest payments at an interest rate of 5.5%. So let's work that out together in real time. Okay, so you can do this along with me. I want you to get up your calculator on your phone so we can work this out. So to know whether the mortgage that you are trying to get will work, say you are looking to borrow £80,000. So if we type 80000 into our phone's calculator and we times by 0.055, so that's an interest rate of 5.5% equals £4,400 divided by 12 equals £366.67. pence. So that's how much you would roughly be paying in mortgage interest every month at an interest rate of 5.5%. And then you want to do, what you want to do is times by... 145% equals £531.67. So that is what your rent needs to be in excess of in order to borrow that £80,000. Now, then what you do is you go to Rightmove and you, you go, oh, let me look at the rental market. Could I get a rent on this property of £531? Yes, fab, great, tick, I can get a mortgage or no. Okay, well, then I'd have to borrow less in order to be able to get that stress test. So this is what you want to be doing first. Rather than worrying about loan to value, you need to be doing the calculations as to whether you're actually going to be able to borrow as much as you want anyway. It may be that you can't even get a 75% loan to value anymore because you're uh, stress test doesn't work on the rental income that you're getting, in which case you're going to need to be paying down on your mortgage. And this is also where a lot of investors are really struggling at the moment, because whereas a couple of years ago, the stress test wasn't in effect. So you would have been able to get a higher loan to value than you are at the moment. So when you come to remortgage, the mortgage lenders going, well, no, we're not putting you back in that fixed term best price because the stress test doesn't work. So now you are a risky commodity. We're going to be charging you with the higher interest rates. So again, I repeat, you need to be figuring out if the stress test actually works 
before worrying about what the loan to value is. Now you could say to me, Natasha, but actually I have a HMO property and I want a commercial valuation. Now we have to go right back around the cycle of commercial valuations that I have gone through with you before. Not every HMO gets a commercial valuation. The test for a commercial valuation on a HMO is whether the property in question can easily be turned back into a single dwelling house or not. If it can, so say you've literally just turned the living room into a fourth bedroom or whatever you've done. So just living room is turned into a bedroom. That doesn't constitute a commercial valuation. Really, for you to get the commercial valuation on this property, you need to have en suites on every single room. They need to be almost small bed sets. The house could not easily be turned back into a single dwelling house. So you need to really consider that. And I've seen really true commercial values on HMOs for HMOs that have got little elfin kitchens in the room, for example. Um, they've got they're basically small bed sets with just maybe a shared um, kitchen or maybe, maybe a shared living room, but most often they don't have the shared living room element. So just be wary of that. Now, again, HMOs, you might be able to get the high, a higher loan to value on them because obviously you're getting a higher income because you are being valued based upon um, an ind each individual's room creating a monthly income. So say every room's getting 500 pounds per calendar month, you've got four rooms, five times four equals 20. So that's 2000 pounds a month that you're getting in. So yes, you might be able to um, achieve higher lending on that because you have a more room for the stress test. But always, please always start with the stress test. Secondly, you also need to um, show usually now that you're earning at least £25,000 in order to get these higher lending. Um, so make sure that you have, if you're self-employed, you've got a couple of years accounts which are showing that for you. Um, or if you have a job, you're in employment, which isn't a bad thing. Um, we all have an element of employment. I've told you this before that I am employed by the university because I have then employment on my record, which means that I can get higher lending. It is very tactical, very, very tactical. Side note, anybody from the university live, listening, I also love teaching. It's not just because I've got a salary. Just side note, put it out there. Um, but having that income of over the £25,000 also helps you because then the lender's going, okay, well, if there's a void period, then this person can pick up any additional costs, ideally you wouldn't want to do that because you're going to have enough in reserves and saved so that you can you can afford to pay for a couple of months void period. HMOs, I would hope that you have less void periods because hopefully your tenants are moving in and out at different times, which I would really advise happens. Um, There's a very good way of reducing your risk if say, the tenancy agreements came up at different times of the year because then you'd only have one room void at a time. Fab, reducing your risk. See, we're covering so many topics in this podcast today. <laughs> um, so the less risky you are, the less risky your property, the more rental income you're getting compared to the price that you've paid 
for a property, the higher the loan to value that you will get. But can we also side note that point with the fact that the higher the loan to value, the higher the interest. And so the more you're paying each month in expenses. So really, if you do end up with a high loan to value, then you do need to be trying to get that loan to value down, hopefully to 75%. And if you can work on getting that down to 60%, even better. So that's how you would get the high loan to value on a purely buy to let basis. Now, Another way of doing it, which some investors do do it, and this is especially relevant for you if you're a developer and you don't mind living in a building site, you could always take advantage of home ownership products where you get your 90% or your 95% mortgage, you buy a development or a refurb product that you are going to live in, and You go and live in the property, you do it up, you sell it on or you put it on a buy to let product when you've got that 25% equity in there, you take the money back out and you move on to the next property. So that is a good way of having your high loan to value property if that's what you want to do. Now, admittedly, that's not always easy if you've got a a family who would be living in there with you just for ease of having peace of life they can't um they can't stomach living there with you i get it but it is a way around that high loan to value product if you do want to be taking out um a massive mortgage on that again just remember that a higher mortgage is very risky Another way that you could potentially do this is if you're buying at auction and you have to put the 10% deposit down, it may be that you could find short-term lending to purchase the rest of the property. Now, this usually happens. And just to go back, that short-term lending is bridging or it's peer-to-peer lending or maybe you've got an investor. Um, You could decide on a price that you're going to pay at auction. So this is the maximum value. So say you've got a property that is, you've decided that 100K is the maximum you're going to bid for it. And if you do have a cap on this, I would strongly recommend that before the auction starts, you put in an offer and see if you can buy it before it goes to auction so that you definitely know you've got it at that price. But remember, auction conditions did apply. So you have to put down 10% at the point that the um that the the bid is accepted then you could get the short-term lending and if you're going to be doing the property up and say afterwards the property is worth I don't know 150,000 pounds it could be that the short-term lender would lend you up to 75% of the end value so the 150,000 pounds So that would then mean that they could lend you 112,500 and that would include potentially development costs as well. Now, just remember that when short-term lenders lend to you, they lend to you net of the interest that you would be paying throughout the term of the lending. So for example, if there's going to be 10,000 pounds worth of interest on that loan, they'd actually only lend to you 102,500 because they've taken their interest up 
upfront, but then you would need to repay the 112,500. So be very aware of that. But that's a good way of getting the higher loan to value. Then after six months, you could remortgage out onto the uh, onto a product whereby you can take all of the money back out and you can re repay the short term lender. That's another way of doing it. Or you can go out and find investors to invest in your project. And again, they may lend to you up to 100%, depending on how much of a stake they've got in your property portfolio. So that may be another way for you to get the high loan to value. Now, for that to happen, you have to be super good at networking, building trust and finding people who definitely want to invest with you. We've talked about this at length, um, about how to find investors and joint venture partners. But usually an investor or a joint venture partner isn't particularly worried about how much of a percentage of the property you are looking to raise, how much of a percentage of the purchase price of the property you're looking to raise. Instead, they are looking to figure out if it's a good deal and figure out if they can make something on their money and find out if you are a trustworthy investor for them to invest with. So you do have to get creative with this. But again, the higher the loan to value that you are looking to find, the more time and effort you need to be putting in to prove that this is a good enough deal. You are never going to get high, to, high loan to value lending if the deal does not stack up and give good returns. You're not. Because it's too risky for a lender to lend on. You need to make sure that there's a lot of money that you can take out of this deal or you're getting significantly high rental income. And that's where you need to make sure that you're good at deal analysis and that you can present this well, because you're going to need to provide a case and the facts behind why this property is really worth that lender lending on. So that's your homework. If that's what you're looking to do, you're, you want high loan to value or well, the first thing you need to find the property. Secondly, you need to make sure that it's a great deal, whether you are looking to buy do up, rent out, or buy, rent out, or buy, refurbish, sell on, whatever you're looking to do. You then need to make sure that you are putting together a investment pack for it for the lenders that you can present to them and make sure that they know that this is a good deal and that it's worth them putting in a lot of money on it. And then you need to put together an exit strategy. Now, the exit strategy, I would always recommend that you have A, B and C options. You know, A, can you get out of this by remortgaging and refinancing? B, can you get out of this by selling? Or C, can you rent the property out and hold on to it for a little bit more time until you can either sell or remortgage to get the cash out? But you also need to be presenting this in order for it to look like an incredibly secure investment. So hopefully this has given you some really great insight into what a high loan, how to get a high loan to value mortgage and what you need to do. So just a quick rundown. Remember, you need to make sure that the property passes the mortgage lending stress test. And I gave you the calculation for that. Or you could buy the property yourself as uh, it's your own property, do it up, remortgage it in a couple of years time and let it out. 
and then use the capital to move on to the next and you'd be able to get potentially a high loan to value mortgage on that. Use short-term lenders to bridge the cost of the purchase price until you've refurbed or you've refinanced. Or go and work with investors and joint venture partners who are going to be less interested in the loan to value and more interested in the fact that the deal stacks up. So hopefully that clarifies for you how you can get high loan to value mortgages. So I hope this has been a useful podcast. I hope it's given you action points that you can now take away with you and go and start looking for these products if that is applicable to you. Now, if you've loved this podcast, don't forget to subscribe so that you get this into whatever podcast platform you listen to this on every Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. And I would also love for you to leave a review. If you love this podcast, please, it means the world to me that you leave a review on this. I want to hear exactly what your key takeaways are. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon. 